The shadows of storm and night. The mysteries of life and light. From unearthly peculiarities, celestial and divine, to apparitions and transcendental signs. You're listening to To The Spirit Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Spirit. I'm Beck. And I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. How are you doing today? Good, Becky. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. It's a nice spring day. We just had winter the other day, didn't we? I know. We had a freak snowstorm when it was so beautiful. We had like 80 degrees like a week ago, and then all of a sudden we got like five, six inches of snow. Yeah, out of nowhere. But it melted pretty quick, so. Yeah, it was like in a day it was gone, but it's always like a, a torture <laughs> towards <It really> the <laughs> end. <laughs> I have some funny news. A woman claimed security camera caught a small dinosaur running through her backyard, and she said it can run fast. I saw that. You did? Yes. So a Florida woman is claiming that her security camera captured a baby dinosaur running across her yard early morning of April 18th. Homeowner Christina Ryan has divided social media after sharing her security camera footage with Fox 35 Orlando any animal we can come up with that would be walking at 3.40 in the morning wouldn't walk this way, she explained to the outlet. Maybe I've just watched too much Jurassic Park, <laughs> but I see a raptor or some small dinosaur. Okay, I just want to remind you of something, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember back in the 90s when my brother had the, the iguana? Yeah. Do you remember when he ran in the backyard on two legs? Yeah, he did look, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that shocked me because we had this big iguana. He was about a foot long, his body, but his tail was quite long. It, he reached like five feet long in total. And uh, if he was on your shoulder, his tail would be almost down to your knees. It was quite long. We thought it was funny. We would take him out in the backyard and he he loved it. He loved nibbling at little things. And then he decided to run and I had to chase after him. And he ran on two legs. He did. He did. It was crazy. So His that, legs were spinning so fast, it looked like a cartoon. Yeah, and he tucked one arm underneath his armpit, which was the weird thing, like his hand yeah. part. And it kind of looked like he was holding a football, <laughs> like it was an old football run. He <laughs> definitely looked like a little dinosaur. And uh, that when I saw that, I go, you know, it's probably, there's a lot a of iguanas down there. It's a lizard. And that's what it was doing, was yeah. running. I think uh, that's what people had said. They said, I used to live in Clearwater, Florida, and I've seen some of these lizards running on their back legs. And that's exactly what I think it is, too. But it's hilarious that she thought a baby died. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the age we live in, is we think of the total opposite of what reality it's possibly tell us <laughs> so today's show is about the shadow people oh the dreaded shadow people let's give a definition of this a shadow person is the perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure and interpreted as the presence of a spirit or other entity by believers in the paranormal or supernatural so there's tons of theories about what shadow people are so I think we should talk about the theories about what a shadow person is. And there's quite a few of them. The first theory I found was a figment of the imagination. The explanation we get from skeptics in mainstream science, usually people have never experienced the shadow people phenomena, is that there's nothing more than the active human imagination. It's our minds playing tricks on us, our eyes seeing things in a fraction of a second that really isn't there. So it's illusions. Real shadows caused by passing auto headlights or some similar explanation. And without a doubt, these explanations probably can account for some, if not many, of the experiences. The human mind and eyes are easily fooled, 
but can they account for all cases? Yeah, I think um, I think that's possibly true. Some of the stories that I came across were people who were in that sleep-wake state. Yeah. And that's a very tricky state to be in because your mind is dreaming something and then you awake. So you kind of see what you're dreaming for a brief moment. And that's happened to me. But sometimes those are actual things as well. Yeah. So it's hard to dismiss that too. But yeah, I can see how it can happen with headlights possibly. I mean, I've looked around my room sometimes and seen a blanket Mm -hmm. in the dark that looked like, what is that? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure many people have. Uh, Another theory is that they're ghosts. Pretty much we don't need to get into that. We know that what apparitions are or vapors. The vapors. I got the vapors. <laughs> Why well, don't... The one thing that I've had with this whole idea with shadow people is you always associate the dark image of... You know, like when you see something dark that you associate it with something bad. Right. Which is going into our next one, demons yeah. and other spirit entities. And by the way, you're right. A lot of people believe that the shadow people are different than ghosts, that they are not ghosts that they are demonic. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But the dark countenance and malevolent feelings that are often reported in association with these creatures have led some researchers to speculate that they may be demonic in nature. If they are demons, we have to wonder what their purpose or intent is letting themselves be seen in this matter. Is it merely to frighten? Then there's astral bodies. Now, this is interesting. So one theory suggests that shadow people are the shadows or essences of people who are having out-of-body experiences. Oh, that's neat. Isn't it? Or astral travel. So, like, you're getting a glimpse of this person that's traveling out of their body. And possibly when they're even sleeping. Another theory is time travelers. And that is people from the future that have found the means to travel into the past. However, they are able to accomplish this incredible feat. Perhaps in that state, they appear to us merely as passing shadows as they observe the events of our timeline. Which, I'm less inclined to believe that. Only because if you're a time traveler, why are you going to show up in someone's bedroom? It's a little odd. You would probably go to an event. I, I guess, I suppose. I mean, if, if I was time traveling, I wouldn't want to arrive like, oh, let's press the buttons to 1914 in, you know, whosoever's bedroom, if right. that's possible. Interdimensional beings is another one. Even mainstream science is fairly convinced that there's dimensions other than the three we inhabit. And if the other dimensions exist... Who or what, if anything, inhabits them? Some theorists say that these dimensions exist parallel and very close to our own, although invisible to us. And if there are inhabitants in these other dimensions, it is possible that they have found a way to intrude on our dimensions and become at least partially visible. So they very well could appear as shadows. Aliens. Now, I've heard a lot of shadow people stories, and I have heard people that have described them as aliens, especially the way they move. I heard a story once on Coast to Coast of someone who was describing their shadow person who had come through, run through their room, went out the window and jumped clear over a fence. And it was very E.T. like to them. It wasn't something human. I know. I I always think of the demonic as they kind of when they try to imitate people to trick people or they try to imitate God or something that's try to seem safe. There's always a little clue that it's not them because they can't fully do it. It's like they're, they call like the devil, like the ape of God. So it wouldn't be unusual to me to see that weirdness about them because they're not us. So they try to, they try to freak us out too, just to scare us. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think that they would be alien, but. Well, the alien theory 
is that abductees have reported in many cases that the alien greys seem to be able to pass through walls and closed windows and to appear and disappear abruptly interdimensionally. So among otherworldly talents, perhaps too, they can go about their alien agenda disguised in the shadows. There's a good deal of overlapping among the above ideas. Of course, aliens and ghosts could be interdimensional beings or aliens could be time travelers. And some believe demons are responsible for all of these uh, these things. But there's a couple more that was interesting to me that I found. So there's human-shaped shadow people. And these shadow people are in human-shaped and mostly common experience by many. The person comes in variety of combinations such as a hat or without a hat or having red or green eyes or... A hooded figure. These shadow figures are usually male in appearance and can be transparent, or they can be seen as dark black static. The human-shaped figures are sometimes seen with missing facial features, hair, and even sometimes with missing hands, feet, or fingers. People claim that this type of shadow figure disappears when they try to look at them directly. These shadow figures can be seen through peripheral vision, especially when the shadow is moving. They even appear to travel through walls and doors. Another common one is animal-shaped shadow figures. And people are claiming that they see these small animals and it's difficult to spot them because they stay close to the ground and they move very quickly. Shadow cats are actually the most common. But there's been others such as shadow rats, shadow birds, shadow spiders. Ooh, shadow spiders, no. <laughs> <laughs> then you have black mist or black mass shadow people. And in black mist, shadow people are less human form and generally appear as clouds of black smoke. They can be seen as dark mist with a blurred vision. They can change in shape and move very fast. You've got forest shadow people. Forest shadow figures appear outdoors unlike other shadow people that appear indoors. And these dark figures are also called as shadow stalkers that hang around the trees. And these are said to be harmless and act kind of as protectors that guard nature. They usually mimic people who see them. That means that when the person moves, they too move and stop when the person stops. Other types of shadow figures have been studied, and we talked about that. That would be the aliens, time travels, astral travelers, and interdimensional beings. Have you ever had an experience with a shadow person stuff? Yes, I've seen shadowy things several times in my life, but could never see it long enough to give a description, but only one time. I definitely, it was really, really bizarre. What did it look like? Tell me about it. The house that I lived in at the time... I was with my family, so it was my mom and dad, brothers and sisters, and um, our basement was like our family room. It was like had all our couches and chairs, TV, all that, and we had another living room upstairs, but that's, we mainly hung out downstairs to watch TV, so it was just, it was during the day, it was the summertime, and I was going down the stairs, and the lights were off down there, and only thing that was lighting it up a bit was the light from the hallway, the stairwell hallway, and so... I go down and I thought I saw my brother Brian sitting in the lounge chair. Okay. And I knew my brother was at work, but I could see someone was sitting there clearly. And I go, Brian. And all of a sudden he got up, stood up and jumped into the darkest corner of the basement, which was right next to the chair. And it was like this little tiny, like, like a, a space that was like a... Like an alcove? Like an alcove, yes. Okay. I went, Brian, why'd you run? And then all of a sudden I look and I see that our little dog, his name was Crunchy. I could hear his collar because like, he would have that shivery noise and it would kind of rattle yeah. his collar a bit. was sitting in the chair. He didn't run past me. He was in there. He was sitting with this dark figure. I was like, Crunchy? <laughs> like, 
what are you doing? And so I quickly ran and I checked that spot where I saw supposedly my brother jump to and was like, Brian, I'm like, where the heck did you go? And my yelling downstairs, I was so convinced it was Brian because it was a tall, perfect uh, replica of him. I would say, yeah, like his size and shape. And he's tall. Brian's like 6'4". So I'm yelling for him. My dad's like, Brian's at work. I'm like, are you sure? And I'm like, I swear he was just down here. And he, I thought he was playing a joke on me. And I'm like, Dad, I just saw someone sitting there. My dad freaked out. He thought there was someone in the basement. So he did a whole search of the basement. And then I had to come to grips like I didn't see a person. And it couldn't be like Brian Astrally traveled because he was at work. He wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Do you feel like it was something that was mimicking him, like demonic or dark? Did it have a did it have a scary presence, like a dark presence, or did it? No, I felt great that day. I didn't feel weird about going in the basement. I didn't have any odd feelings. Only freaked out afterwards with the realization that it wasn't my brother, and I clearly saw it. And the fact that my dog was sitting with him, right? Why would they run away from me too? If that was just so weird. And it's interesting because, like you had said earlier, a lot of people associate these dark shadows with dark things like Mm -hmm. demonic things but there are many people that associate these shadows with positive things as well yeah i don't i still to this day i can't figure out what it is but my family had even before that we did a we had a mass said in our house to dedicate the house to god because we we really had a rough time in our old house with a lot of spiritual problems so we wanted to make sure that it was going to be good but my brother tim when he, he was real quite young at the time he used to say, I see shadowy things after I told him that. Yeah. And he goes, and I see them around dad. Well, that was my dad's chair, too. So I don't think it was bad spirit for some reason, but I think my dad might have had some attachments going to him. He had, he had some anger issues, you know, like I think it's, you know, everyone's got their issues. And, and that I think being angry, negative attracts things. But my brother Tim would say, I see dark stuff around dad. It's just for a moment. So... I used to always think, well, maybe it had something to do with him. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the energy. And the, the weird coincidence that happened in that house, too, is when my parents bought it, they knew the family before because their daughter had passed away. And she was real young, and she had, I think, cystic fibrosis or something. And she died the same day as my sister died. And that's the weird coincidence because that's how my mom remembered who they were. Because when we looked at the newspaper to see the obituary, she wanted to see who else died on that day. And it ended up being this family's daughter. And we would have known her because she was like our age. So if she was still alive, she would have gone to the same school district as us. Right. So that's why the people that own the house actually sold it to my parents because they had that conversation about their kids dying. And so there's a lot of people that wanted that house and um, the woman chose my mom. So we ended up getting it. And then the other strange thing that happened, my mom was cleaning the laundry room and she found underneath a cabinet that was already there when we got there, a stone and it was painted. It said something like colors are beautiful or something, I don't know, something to that end. And she asked us if it was ours. I'm like, no, never seen it, didn't make it. So she calls up the woman that used to own the house. She goes, I found this rock and I want to know if it was yours because I'll give it to you. Well, guess what? That rock was made by her daughter that died when she was young. And that day was her birthday that we found it. So just weird things that we knew there were some spiritual things going on maybe in the house. So I don't know if that was a bad thing or not. 
Never had any real negative experiences in that house at well, all. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. I had one experience, and I can't even really say I had it as much as I was dating somebody, and uh, they were staying the night, and I had a cable box. It was dark in the room, and, the, and you know how the cable boxes have a time on the front of them that glows? Mm-hmm. And I had some weird things happening in that room. There would be kind of like me. Sometimes there'd be laughter coming out of the closet. It's not like a child. And when I would use an EMF detector, it would go crazy right above my bed. And we had gone down to the basement to see if there's something like charging it up underneath the bed. But nothing was measuring in the basement. It wasn't like a hot water tank or anything like that. But it was weird just in that one area. And the person I was dating said, oh, my God. I just saw a little figure black out the light from the cable box and walk into the closet. And they saw a little shadow person. Hmm. So that was a little weird. I believed them because they were petrified. They actually pulled the covers up <laughs> over their head and was like, no. And I and I knew I had felt, you know, this is a little weird. But, Yeah. So let's talk about some of the definitions of them. Uh, shape, that's generally Marilyn appearance we've talked about. They're aware of us and they react to us observing them. The typical shadow person is about six to seven feet tall. Very often they seem to be wrapped in a cloak or a large old-fashioned cloak. Hats are not uncommon. Their appearance has depth to it, unlike a shadow cast on a wall that is flat. Quite typically, they have no visible eyes, but some do have the red or the yellow or the green glowing eyes. Shadow people are rarely reported to have spoken or tried to communicate. That's kind of interesting. Physical objects seem to not matter to them, and they can walk through walls. And they can have a demonic shape and demeanor. Generally, they're found in homes and often around bedrooms. The classic shadow people tend to be lurking. They will stand in doorways and corners and just watch their victims. These type of shadow entities don't generally seem to have any intent, but they're just observing. Sometimes they will wander a location following people or stalking them. Quite often, they flee at being noticed, vanishing around corners or simply by going through a solid wall. Typically, these are classic human-shaped shadows, uh, sometimes with a hat, often times with a cloak or a large coat. Less often, is a vague figure, more like a human with a cloth over them sort of shape. Encounters with this class of shadow people typically install a sense of dread or foreboding. Whether this is just part of our instinctive reaction to seeing something dark in the night or if they actually exude a sense of fear around them is open for debate. Some seem to be just observing us with unspoken intent. This class of shadow people seem primarily to be attached to an individual and have been known to follow people from one location to the next. Caution should be used, though, with any of these entities. As a neutral intent, shadow person may be actually hostile, waiting for an opening. Now, there are dangerous and aggressive shadow people. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. Some shadow people actually fit the classic description and are, in fact, malevolent. And this is why I think all shadow entities should be treated with a high level of caution. Even if a shadow person is not initially hostile, it may just be a ploy, considering that we're dealing with entities that may have a much different perception of time than we do. They are very capable of waiting for humans to break down or have a weak moment, giving them opportunity to act on us. Now, if you experience this persistent shadow person, you should use a significant level of caution. Visitors and transient shadow people, there seem to be a class of people that are less interested in what we are doing 
but they have their own agenda. And they're typically seen going from one place to another and seem not particularly interested in the going-ons of those that observe them. To me, that seems like a residual haunting, you know, residual shadow person. Now, shadow figures can be seen as omens. Some sightings of shadow people appear to be omens or, you know, something bad's going to happen. Like the legends of seeing the hellhound that we talked about uh, in our or animal episode. it's like episode. the angel of death uh, type yeah, idea. Exactly. I have a story about that one, too. Uh, okay. So similar to the lurking type shadow people, these entities are generally associated with just one person. And they are more transitory occurrence stopping after the event or the tragedy has taken place. Tell me about the omen you've seen. Oh, I didn't see it, but my father had this friend at work who's a very spiritual person. And um, she was woken up in the middle of the night with a big shadowy dark figure, very solid looking at her bed. And it stunned her so bad. But Is this the, the one that went mommy, mommy, mommy? No. and No, because that looked like her daughter, okay. that one. So this um, this woman that was my dad's friend... She um, saw it, and it was just hovering over her at the end of her bed. And the first thought that came into her mind was angel of death. She said to the spirit, she says, you do not belong here. And it said back something like to the extent like, um, so that is true or something like that. And it basically agreed with her. The next day, her next-door neighbor died. Wow. So I wonder why it was with her. She doesn't know, but she had a lot of spiritual experience. She was a very spiritual person. Oh. And uh, she had some unusual things happen to her. She even saw the ghost that used to... Well, that was crazy. Yeah, that was really scary. So Steph was just in the middle of her story, and you guys are not aware of this, but everything went down. All the power went down very quickly. No storms outside. Sunny. <laughs> it's like high 60s. Yeah, it lasted for about a minute, I would say, that the power went out. And it was scary because our room is, our windows are covered, so it got real dark in here. And yeah. I freaked out, pulled off my headphones, and like ran. I was like, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> she, I mean, she was in the middle of talking about the shadow people and talking about the spirits and the ghosts and yeah, the forebodingness. And that's the last, when we went, when we backtracked to see what we were talking about, the last word I said before everything shut down was ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad worked at the studio for a local TV affiliate. There was a woman that worked there for years, a long time ago when it first opened, and people had claimed to see her in the studio afterwards. And she was a friend to everybody, you know. And uh, so the woman that had seen the dark figure in her bedroom had also seen her in the studio. I just totally lost my place because of all that. I'm, I'm a little frazzled still. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. When you're talking about dark things and something goes off, you know, you, you kind of almost automatically think it's connected to it, which hopefully it's not. <laughs> Because that would be very scary that uh, something's in here that can turn all our power off. Now, the hat man, you've yeah. heard of that. Is that has to do with the shadow people that they, they see wearing the hat? Yeah, the hat man is his own thing. And did you know that the Freddy Krueger's Nightmares, or whatever that called, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. That's based off of that. Off the hat man? Yes. Really? That's why he, the people in there, they don't want to fall asleep. Because he keeps on coming into their dreams, and they're, he's actually hurting them and then dying wow. in their dreams. 
But that's based off the real thing, the shadow figure, the hat man. And also, when we had the paranormal news share, we talked about the Dark Watcher, which is the one that everyone sees in, uh, it seems like in California at this point. Oh, yeah. The, um, the Watchers? Yeah, they wear a hat. They see it with a hat. Interesting. So there are stories. There are lots of different stories. This is a story called Shadow Man on the Road. I've always been very observant, and I notice everything around me in detail. When I was 13, I was riding home from the supermarket with my older brother. All of a sudden, a dark figure dove under the car. It happened very quickly, but I saw it straight on. It was definitely in the shape of a man, and it seemed to appear out of nowhere. I just saw a shadow man, I said to my brother. Of course, he made a joke of it. I went along with it, but it was more than a joke to me. I saw another shadow man that very night when I got out of bed to go to the bathroom. I know it was not my mind playing tricks on me. And that was from Jason. This yeah. one is called Shadow Cat. So these are people, The this place that I got, this is from the official Shadow People archives. And it looks like this one is from 1999, so... It's a while ago. It's a while ago, yeah. I was directed to your page when I asked for help on the Alternative Paranormal Moderated News Group with some things I'd been seeing over the past 10 years or so. The things I've read here have thrown me for a loop. Ten years, I've been looking for other people that have seen these shadows, and all of a sudden, in the space of the past two weeks, I find dozens of similar stories on the internet. Once, when I was a kid, I started seeing something odd. My bedroom was the connect to a juncture of our house, with three doors leading out of it. Two sliding doors, one directly in front of my bed, led to the kitchen and the other off to the left heading to the hallway that passed a bathroom and ended at my sister's bedroom. Imagine if your bedroom led to the kitchen. Nah. Just to have my mom come right through serving <laughs> me. Uh... That'd be easy to snack. <laughs> Ma, can you bring me a grilled cheese sandwich? Okay. <laughs> there was another door to the right of my bed that was a normal hinge door leading to my parents' bedroom. It was an addition that they've made to the house a couple years after we moved there in the sticks apart from the town I was born in. One night, I think I was about 9 or 10 years old, I was laying in my bed trying to, to get to sleep. I was watching this crack of light on the edge of the sliding door in front of my bed, created by the kitchen's light fixture on the other side of the door. It was a badly designed sliding door that wouldn't completely shut to block out the light. I could hear my mother cleaning the dishes in the kitchen on the other side. I was bored and noticed that if I inclined my head from side to side, that there was something blocking the light, making the crack of light grow shorter and longer as I moved my head. As bored as I was not being able to sleep, I entertained myself with this for a while, until something in the back of my mind set me alert. Something seemed odd about this crack of light, or more accurately, that was blocking it. I kept moving my head back and forth, following the movement of light to get the outline of whatever this obstruction was. After a few minutes, I realized it was the outline of a human head and shoulders, seemingly male, about five feet tall. Needless to say, this freaked me out to no end. I was paralyzed with fear for a few minutes. I finally summoned the courage to frantically yell out for my mother to open the door. When she did, there was, of course, absolutely nothing there on either side to have blocked the light to the door. When I told her what I'd seen, she said I'd been asleep and dreamt it. Though I knew that wasn't true because there was no waking up. No interruption between seeing it and calling for her. I didn't see it again until the same time of the next year. And that time, I wasn't as frightened of it. It didn't appear to move at all. just stood there still as a stone. Over the next four years or so, I saw it every year about the same time. 
It was sometime in the fall until all of a sudden it stopped appearing. This next began when I was around 13 or 14. Me and my cousin Mark began seeing this black cat. It was always hanging around in our peripheral vision and we tried to catch a better glimpse of it. This cat would dart behind some obstruction. It always would be near, like a dresser or a bookshelf. We saw it over the course of about two years, usually about once or twice a month, sometimes as often as once a week, but never got really good look at it until Mark somehow caught it off guard and saw it full on. It was looking at him and he saw that it had bright red eyes. When it suddenly realized that it had locked vision with him, it ran off. After this, we didn't see it as often, and after a while later, we stopped seeing it at all. For years, I didn't see the cat and had all but forgotten it. Then about three or so years ago, it popped up again. It was up to its usual tricks, hanging out in my peripheral vision until I look over to see it better and then darting behind some obstruction. Over the course of the next year, though, I saw it slowly change. It went from the black cat to a human outline over the course of just a little under a year. Now, I still see it, but the frequency varies. Sometimes it's only once a month, sometimes it's five times in one day. It always appears in my peripheral vision watching me and vanishes as soon as I jerk my head in its direction to get a look at it. I think that's kind of spooky in the fact that the cat is actually the man figure that's a shadow figure. The reflection. I've seen shadow people at least twice. Most recent, while I was sitting in front of a TV that was turned off. The reflection showed a dark entity seated beside me. I was annoyed and soon it was gone. I hope I never had another experience like it again. A long time ago, I saw what appeared to be a man wearing a top hat who moved in the shadows of a great building. He appeared to look almost like a phantom, appearing though he were a sail mast consisting of electrical magnetic signals. Gene. Wow. Blue shadow people or dimensional travelers? I have reoccurring visitations from a life form that I call the blue people. Now, they don't really look like humans, though. They're about four feet tall. They walked erect on legs, but the knees bend backward. They have four fingers, two thumbs, and roughly the same configuration on their feet. Their toes and fingers are webbed. They have no shoulders, no neck. They just go up from the shoulders into a bulbous head. The face consists of three crescents that are arched down like a grimace. The shortest on top and the longest at the bottom. They are blue. They have visited me for about five years now, to my knowledge. They come late at night when everything is quiet. The first thing, and the thing that wakes me, is that high-pitched whine. That is followed by a white light that appears through the wall, the door, or whatever they choose to enter from. They come in through the light when it opens enough for them to pass. I was quite scared at first and thought that I was having a lucid nightmare. Later, though, when they returned several times, I realized they were benevolent and only curious about this world. They would walk about my room, look at things, and try to touch things. For a long time, when I tried to speak to them, they would rush back into the light and disappear. I tried everything to set up some kind of communication. Only recently did I have a breakthrough of sorts. When I opened my mouth to speak, one of them rushed over and put his hand on my mouth. I got quiet, and it touched my eyes and then touched my ears. Then it touched the three crescents on its face, touched my eyes and ears again. One thing I must interject is that they have no physical form here. I mean... They're kind of like ghosts, so when I say they touched me, it wasn't like really being touched. It took me a while to put it all together, but I have done so, and the message is that they see with sound. My voice blinded and scared them. It may even have injured them. 
I think they are dimensional explorers, and I think they would like to communicate. I'm working on different approaches to doing that. And that's by DM. This one is called Smoky and Shapeless. That's kind of like me. I smoke and I have very narrow hips. (laughs) (laughs) It's a natural weight loss mechanism. (laughs) Okay, Shadow People and the Ouija. I'm pretty sure that the Shadow People are demons. One night I was having a party and I had just gotten a Ouija board for my birthday. Thanks, Mom and Dad. (laughs) I'm being obsessed by the devil now. Everyone talked me into using it, so we started playing. Then weird stuff started happening. Shadow figures started to appear in my room. A lot of shadow people. It wasn't any of our shadows. These were different. Some had red eyes. Then red orbs started coming through my room. We had made a protective circle, and we all tried to stay in it. It got really cold in my room, and we could all see our breath. If some of my friends couldn't see the shadow people, they could feel them. There was an all-out evil feeling in the room. We all got too freaked out to move. We were just like, whoa. Then one of the shadow people changed. They got all scary looking. I could explain, but I don't want to go into detail. Let's just say Pumpkinhead, the demon guy from scary movies. (laughs) No, his head is not a pumpkin. So we screamed and finally ran out of the room. My parents thought we were crazy. That night when we had went to bed... My closets were glowing red and orbs were going... <laughs> Are you laughing at their horrific experience? Because they they saw Pumpkinhead and they've got red balls of light flying It's just progressively there. getting worse. Like now they're... If your closet was glowing red... <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going. And like red orbs are coming, like, like coming out. This is amazing. Like, this is good. <laughs> This should be put into a movie for sure. (laughs) Okay. We didn't go to sleep until like 5 a.m. And even then, we only slept not even four hours. That was freaky. And stuff didn't die down for a while after that. That was the last time I used the Ouija board. I threw it somewhere deep down in one of my closets. Now I've only used Psychic Circle. And even that has consequences. What's Psychic Circle? I don't know. I've never heard of that. Maybe it's an uh, alternative Ouija board. Like, if, if the Ouija board's too scary for you, try Psychic Circle. Oh, now I have to Google Psychic Circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to use it anymore because of what happened to me, my friend, and my mom. But that is another story for another time. What company makes Ouija's that, like, Hasbro or, like... Uh, Hasbro. Psychic Circle is a magical message board. It looks just like a Ouija board. It's actually... A circular yeah, it's a circle Ouija board. It's a circular Ouija board. Oh, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> only angels come through. The only Well, now we know. I just learned something new on this one. Theory Mothman. I was reading your article on the shadow people and noticed that you overlooked an obvious theory. The Mothman. Am I the only one that noticed this? Some of the descriptions and sketches of the shadow people seem very similar to the Mothman. The black shadowy figure. The glowing red eyes. The feeling of dread. All of these, at some point, have been used in descriptions of the Mothman and the Shadow People. Now, maybe these Shadow People are the same beings as the Mothman. Okay, the Mothman had a little more power. Its hypnotic abilities, the electrical disturbances that occurred. The bridge destruction. (laughs) Right. Perhaps it was some kind of super shadow being, though. I know that sounds corny. Mothman sightings have recently sprouted up again around the world. And these Shadow People have just recently begun letting themselves be seen easier. Maybe they are one and the same. Brandon W. Hmm. 
This one's called Come With Me. One night I awoke paralyzed. So I wonder if she's having yeah. sleep apnea sleep, experience or what do they call sleep that? Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Not apnea. That's when you're like, you can't. <laughs> she's. <laughs> her tongue is hanging down between her throat and her. Okay. One night I awoke paralyzed. I looked towards the window, my eyes being the only things that can move. Sitting on the window was a dark shape of a man who was watching me. Inside my head, I could hear a faint voice saying, come with me. I could slowly feel myself dying, or what I thought was the experience of dying. My breathing stopped, and I could feel my heart beat slower and slower. I was terrified, and with every ounce of energy, I forced my body to sit up. The moment I sat up in bed, the apparition disappeared. I was completely drained physically. I noticed that the time on the clock was, want to guess, Beck? Three o'clock. Pretty much. It says 3.15 oh, okay. a.m., but, you know, that's pretty damn close. This occurred a couple more nights during that month. The last time, I almost gave into the urge to follow him. The death sensation was scary at first, but it was exciting at the same time, kind of like the first hill on a roller coaster. It has been a couple years since this first meeting, and I have been moving from place to place, hoping to avoid contact with this being. It always seems to find me within a few months, no matter where I go. Sometimes I want to be left alone, but this being and other things that haunt me are always around. They don't understand how tired I can get at times. I think that's scary. It is. It spoke. It did. And that's rare. Yeah, they said that's the rare one. Yeah. And uh, it says, come with me. Would you go, Becky? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Demon be gone. Like, well, where are we going? <laughs> Well, there you have it. We had a power outage in the middle of our Shadow People episode. Podcast Kitty's going crazy at the door. Something's off. Our stomachs are growling. Our stomachs are repeatedly growling. Hers, mine, it's taking turns. I don't even know if we're online right now. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I got to do the usual uh, call to action. So I want to say thank you to all our listeners. Feel free to get a hold of us at tothespiritpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We are on all the major platforms. Come visit us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Contact us if you'd like through there. And I'll leave you with this. Without black, no color has any depth. But if you mix black with everything, suddenly there's a shadow. No, not just shadow, but fullness. You've got to be willing to mix black into your palette if you want to create something that's real. Amy Grant. <laughs> the Christian like pop singer that went like she sold her soul to the devil and became <laughs> must be. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. To the spirit podcast. Supernatural science. I'm ghost. Mystic spirit. Divine source. Heaven. The dead. It's magic, magic.